Professional operation we're running here. Hey, I put the date in the top right hand corner of my notes page. That's I you just... put your fucking name. <laughs> yeah, so you... <laughs> so you know it's my book. But yours is the purple one. Mine's the green. Yeah, I know, but uh, purple, green. You know, you know how it is. True. You know how you are with colors. True. Are they particularly Simpsonsy colors? I don't think they are. No, I don't I mean, think. Oh, Marge's dress is green. And the car that Homer builds. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is um, Pods in the Key of Springfield. Pods in the Key of Springfield. <laughs> Perfect. Um, we oh, Should we explain the, the very loose premise we have for the show? Are we recording right now? <laughs> yes, we are. I've, I've checked my computer. It's recording. Okay, yes. Uh, Pods in the Key of Springfield. So we are two white guys and we have thoughts about The Simpsons. And as Shock far as horror. we're aware, there's not a podcast about that anywhere. Uh, I haven't searched for any. Yeah, I think it's probably fair to assume that we're the only two people who want to talk about this show. I can almost guarantee that's the case. No, it's been off the air for a while, hasn't it? That's my understanding, at I'm least. I'm pretty sure they did the uh, the 200th episode featuring Blink-182 and then just canned it. Yeah, yeah, that was... Uh, when was that, like three years ago? Yeah, I reckon. Anyway, so uh, I'm James, by the way. Oh, I'm Nick. Yes, and we... Uh, I mean, obviously... Not obviously, you don't know who we are yet, but... I'm 29, Nick is 30, we live in Australia, this means that The Simpsons is intrinsically a part of who we are, we like yeah. to think. Yeah, although as we found out last night, perhaps not as much of a part of us as we initially thought. Yeah, we realised, we went to a Simpsons quiz night last night, Yeah, and we assumed that we would ace it, we would win, there would be no competition, we would... We would be crowned the champions. We would there'd be a parade in our honor. Maybe I think that was part of the that was definitely the initial part plan. of it. Yep, because I thought a parade for a ten dollar entry was going to be a pretty good deal. Uh, I've had better, but um, what? yeah. In the end, we came fifth, and we realized. I mean, The Simpsons is the closest thing either of us have to a religion. I think, <laughs> and <laughs> we haven't been studying our sacred texts. That's a really so, good point. So we're taking this as a good excuse to go back and rewatch the entire show from episode one. And we thought, hey, everyone else has a podcast. Why don't we have one as well? Exactly. Why yeah. would we want to be left out? Um, so we're going to... Uh, well, we don't really know how it's going to work yet. Watch a couple of episodes. Should we be admitting that? <laughs> a little batch of episodes. It, look, it's probably fine. I can cut that out if you want. Like, if this episode isn't very good, uh, come back in a few weeks' time when we will have gotten into a good group, presumably. Surely you guys know how podcasts work by now. The first one's always terrible and awkward. Unless it's the, the first one you've ever listened to, which um, we're honoured. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, we never asked for this, but... I certainly didn't. And yeah. you know what I've just realised? Yeah. I didn't start a timer on my phone, so I don't know how long... I've, I'm going to cut this sentence out. Yeah. Um, anyway. You're setting up a lot of editing for yourself. Yep. Um, that'll happen. Um, so, Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Simpsons roasting. Yep. Uh, we watched it in January, which is the perfect time to watch the Christmas episode. <laughs> That's perfect. My initial question, is there any other TV show that started with a Christmas special? Huh, that seems like something we maybe should have looked into before <laughs> starting the podcast. Yeah, I only, I only just thought of it. I'm sorry. I I really have no follow-up to that. I'm not sure. Oh, I'll cut that out too. 
Okay. <laughs> we can't just be cutting things really nilly now. No, I'm going to cut out this whole episode. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. This is great. I'm loving it. Okay. So, so Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. This is... I mean, it's not really our first introduction to The Simpsons. There's a whole bunch of Tracy Ullman shorts. I've never really been clear on how many people actually watched that show, how mm. popular it was, how familiar people were with The Simpsons when this show debuted. Yeah, because that was never really a thing in Australia, was it? But I think it's fair to assume for a lot of people, especially internationally, this would have been their first introduction yeah. to the uh, obscure little television family, The Simpsons. And what a weird introduction! introduction it is. It is a strange one in a lot of ways, isn't it? Uh, what are you picking up on in this episode okay, that well, you thought was my, odd? The, the first thing I noticed when looking back, because obviously, you know, we've seen these episodes a lot, but normally you just let it wash over you. But, you know, now we're looking with it with a more analytical eye because we're trying to find things to talk about. Sure. Um, it's a very exposition-heavy episode. Uh, there are things like, you know, when they go to the the school pageant school play thing uh, the, the the christmas production um things like and now we're going to have the second grade do this and marge says that's lisa's class that's really tedious when you get down to that <laughs> level of <laughs> exposition like i realize it has to be done but it's astonishing how much there is and all the conversations between like uh um, patty and selma and, and, and marge and homer they're all just like giving us every fact we need to be able to follow the show at the same time, it's quite uh, elegant, I think, how they establish this as a fairly standard family sitcom that maybe isn't yet full of magic robots. You can't win any prizes by watching. But uh, <laughs> there is a very low-key sort of plot here about a family that is struggling at Christmas time. That's a good point. That is probably always going to be relevant, although at the same time, the idea that they're struggling, yet they live in this massive fucking house is yeah a little confusing, but that's fine. <laughs> Speaking of confusing, who's Norman? Who is Norman? That guy right at the start where uh, Norman and Fred, Homer yeah. says hello to in the, in the opening scene when they walk into the auditorium. And then we never hear from these characters I'm ever gonna, again. I'm, I'm going to be keeping an eye out as we go through episode by episode. I'm going to be keeping an eye out for Norman. Do you think maybe they spun off into their own little sitcom off to the side? Maybe there's a whole other show we haven't discovered about Norman and Fred and their adventures. I hope Possibly so. through time, I think. I th- I really hope so. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start Norman Watch. I'm gonna see if there are any more Normans mentioned throughout this. Is this gonna be a regular segment now, Norman Watch? It, it might be. We're gonna come back to it every episode. So Nick, how did Norman watch <laughs> oh, no, this one? Nothing to report. <laughs> what did Norman look like, Nick? Uh, I don't think we get a good look at Norman because we the the shot where Homer says, "Hey Norman, you got dragged here too, huh?" All we see is like. Homer from the waist up going through a crowd of people. I don't think we see Norman. So how are you planning on doing this Norman watch? I'm going to be watching out for his name. So you're going to be listening out for Norman. Is is watch not the correct verb for listening? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, you know what I find really interesting? I've got on my notebook here. The third thing Marge says is an announcement that their pet died. That's an <laughs> odd thing to say. Is, is Snowball 1... From the original cartoon, did he feature oh, at all, or good, she feature? Is the question. cat male or female? Do they ever establish that? Uh, I think female because there's that joke later on about them living in sin, like yeah, season and also Lisa's six. Po- I'm gonna say Lisa's poem. I had a cat called Snowball. She died. She died. Yeah, Mum said she was sleeping. She lied. She lied. Yeah, the one that eventually ends in Lisa wishing for her own death. I believe. <laughs> That's a bit grim. Yeah. Speaking of a bit grim, that whole dance that Lisa does early on when she's uh, yeah. 
Toonga, I think. Did I make that note right? My only note here is Toonga fucked. <laughs> Homer's so excited. Homer, Homer comes across as a much better dad in this episode than he does in some other early episodes, I think. He's really, really excited about watching Lisa perform in a way that he never is in the rest of the series. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Watch her perform her fucked little dance. Lisa is an odd character in this first episode. She's it's really odd. Because she's established as both this, uh, this very childish little girl who enjoys the happy little elves, but she's also this sort of a quasi-intellectual on mm, mm. a level that they kind of cement a bit better yeah. in future episodes. And also the, the fire dance that she's performing is pretty advanced for an eight-year-old, I would have thought. I don't know about that. No, I think I it's pretty... Have you seen what eight-year-olds are doing these days with fire dancing? It's pretty out there. <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay, well, you're obviously not going to the same galas that I am, <laughs> which you're forced to perform for crowds of wealthy gentlemen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That took an odd turn. Uh, all right. Another thing that struck me in this episode is that Please. early on, Bart outright says that there is no Santa Claus, which is an odd thing to put into... I mean, obviously, this is a cartoon that is not mm. aimed directly at children. Mm. But surely a lot of children, you know, their faces smeared in peanut butter and chocolate were watching this on television when it aired in whichever year it was, 1988, I think. That seems like a thing we should have looked up. Oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Should we have the ability to look at the internet while we're recording this? I mean, we do. We're sitting right here. My phone is over there. I can't grab it at the moment. Oh, yeah. No. Rookie mistake, I think, leaving right. my phone out of reach while I'm trying to record a podcast. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are we going to do? Interestingly, the first time that we see Homer at the nuclear power plant, he's actually doing real work. Yes, I made a note of that as well. Oh, really? I, I think in the first season, you see him doing work a few times. It's very menial. He's just looking at things and... He was literally ticking, Marking them off yeah, on a... Looking at gauges and ticking and walking and going, hmm. Um, but maybe the most work that we see him do um, in, the, in the run of the series... I don't know, that's a bit cool. It's another thing that I noticed with little Maggie, I pointed out to you while we were watching, there's a scene where they're standing outside and Flanders is constructing this uh, behemoth architecture around his house. He's uh, In the early seasons, Flanders is more of an over- overachieving motherfucker than a full-on Christian he becomes in later seasons. Sure. But there's a scene where Maggie and her adorable little star outfit is standing outside and she just falls right the fuck down. Face first into the hard concrete. Yeah. And nobody does anything about it. No one does anything. And I I think, because I was thinking about that after you mentioned it, I think they wanted it to look like she landed face first in the snow, but the geography of that scene well and truly indicates that she's landing face first on the concrete. Yeah, her little baby face would be shattered by that fall. (laughs) That is... Like her arms are outstretched, she can't put them out to. Oh, she's, she's in that, in that star, star outfit. Thing. She is helpless to prevent is, any damage. That is such done an, by this fall. Such an odd recurring costume. That star thing, and that's yeah, it, it pops up a lot. And I imagine it is impractical as all buggery. And that's why you never see Maggie for the rest of the series, do you? I think pretty, that's probably fair to say. Yeah, pretty sure you're right. Maggie disappears from that point forward, as I understand it. Because she shattered her little baby face. Her little baby face. And so Um, she's never seen again. We could be proven wrong. She might be in every episode after this. I'm not sure. Maybe. Um, The the other two... I've got a note here that says anything. I don't know what I was planning on talking about from there. Apart from literally anything. Seems like a good idea to bring that one up, Nick. (laughs) In the middle of the recording. Sorry. Do you think the tattoo guy is related to comic book guy? 
Ooh, good question. Do you think there's some sort of, uh, maybe he's the brother or the uncle or there's some sort of relationship there, I think. We don't see Tattoo Guy again, do we? Do we think maybe Comic Book Guy is a failed clone of Comic Book Guy? <laughs> a failed clone. Yeah, because um, obviously there's a lot of clone theories we get into with this show, I think. Yes. No, okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we're starting our first one. Yeah, I think that's with this. Yes, I think Clone Watch. Yes, <laughs> this is this is an episode of Clone Watch, <laughs> and I think that there's some sort of link between the comic book guy and the tattoo guy because they have a similar beard, similar disposition, mm. similar size. Mm. I think there's something going on here. I'm gonna keep an I eye. I think out. if we dig deep if we into dig, the Simpsons, if we dig real deep, um, real fucking deep. <laughs> so deep. I find it interesting. This is my last note for this episode. I got a shitload. Yeah, I know. You've got multiple pages. So I'm going to read this and then put my book down. I find it really interesting how late they have left the Santa training course. It is the day before (laughs) Christmas Eve and they're still training Santas in repeating ho, 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 which seems like a fairly preliminary lesson. And it's two days before Christmas. It also seems that Homer completely fails the training, but is allowed to work as a Santa anyway. That's a good point. Because he's unable to name the uh, the reindeer, which right. uh, leads into a little segment that I like to call The Ways the Simpsons Has Ruined My Life. Do you mean inexplicably improved? Or do you mean ruined? Uh, I'm going to say ruined in, in <laughs> because I'm unable to interact with people on a fairly basic level. But, um... <laughs> The thing is, this episode, the scene where Homer is trying to name the different reindeer, and it's just occurring to me now that this this is going to be difficult to listen to for people who aren't intimately familiar with these episodes, but there's a scene mm-hmm. where Homer tries to name... It's in the Santa training, right? Yes, yeah. Santa's numerous reindeer. And he starts off, he gets the first few right, but then he says uh, he gets into Nixon and then Donna Dixon... And he can't name them properly. And now every time I try to think of who the reindeer were, which is a daily occurrence, I I don't know. All I can think of is Nixon and Donna Dixon. And it's going to be a real issue. It does sound like a real issue. Yeah. Is this, is this going to be a, a recurring segment in, in the way that Simpsons has ruined your life? Oh, I think there's going to be something in every episode. <laughs> at least. I look forward to finding out the various ways in which your life's been ruined. Nick... I'd like to talk about the tattoo that Bart gets in this episode and the the general process of Bart's tattoo (laughs) and its removal. Because I feel like this episode has a hinky understanding of what tattoos are and how they work and what a fresh tattoo is going to look like and how fast it happens. And also the scream that Bart lets out that apparently Marge and Lisa can very easily hear in the mall and they Mm. go and find him and the Mm. tattoo is almost done by that point. Yeah, and not only is it almost done, but there was like a black outline and two or three shades of colour. That takes a long time. That is... Possibly more than one sitting. Several hours to get a tattoo that is a heart shape with mother written across it. Or moth. Yes, but Um, you know, most of the way done. It was probably another minute away from being completed. (laughs) In the Simpsons universe. Yeah, so uh, what are we to believe? This is some sort of a magical tattoo gun? I'm starting to think this universe isn't real. And then they go and get it lasered off, which is generally a very lengthy, painful process that seems to happen very fast again. I do like that when they get the, the tattoo laser to get rid of the tattoo, the, the tattoo removal guy says to Barge, you don't want to get this thing near your eyes or genitals. 
So in the very first episode of The Simpsons, we have a joke about a little boy's dick being ripped up by a laser, I think. I think that's the implication. That they could laser his dick right the fuck off. Am I right? Is that the implication, do we think? No, I think you are right. Do we think Bart comes very close to losing his dick in the first episode of The Simpsons? It is... I mean... uh, Talk about chestnuts roasting on an open fire, am I right? Oh, fuck. Maybe that's what the... uh, That's not actually the name of the... What is it? Simpsons Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's what the title is about. It's about Bart's little (laughs) dick and balls getting ripped off by a laser. It all makes so much sense now. That's why Nancy Cartwright put so much pathos into her performance in this episode, I think. There is a lot of pathos. Because isn't she's there? thinking about his little chestnuts. <laughs> that is little Simpsons. <laughs> Homer and Marge have a pretty healthy marriage in this episode, I think. I assume that'll continue that way for the rest of the thing. I've got to stop making jokes about the rest of the season. <laughs> they're very loving, they're very yeah. supportive of each other. Homer's wearing a full suit jacket to bed for some reason. <laughs> yeah, he's got his little chest hair poking out. Yeah, the, his his pyjama jacket had lapels on it, for fuck's sake. You know, they're, they're maybe not as open as they could be about their financials, but other than that, uh, there's definitely the implication that they're fucking, I think. Yeah, I enjoyed, speaking of the financials, I enjoyed when, the, when Marge's big glass jar was empty. She Decided to prove it was empty by turning it upside down and shaking it. It's a big glass jar, Marge. We can see. And somehow the tattoo removal costs the exact amount that was in that jar. Oh, cash up front's weird. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Pay up front, cool, that's fine. Lots of businesses operate on pay up front. We should make it clear that's the tattoo removalist insists a upfront cash payment. Yeah. Why not? It seems like a very shady yeah. <laughs> tattoo laser guy talking about ripping kids' dicks off and requiring cash up front. Can I put it on a credit card? No, sorry. Only cash up front. That's curious. Anyway. So what do we think is his secret deal? Tattoo removal guy. Do you reckon the shop is actually a front and for like, he's got like a secret underground organization. That's why he's got the big laser. I think that he goes on to become Dr. Colossus. In season six. That's interesting. I think that's what's happening here. I think we have just had our first glimpse at the benevolent Dr. Colossus. Or possibly General Krull before his glorious regime takes over in Estonia or wherever it was. Who's General Krull? He's the he's the one who writes the letter to Lisa. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Much later on. Oh, yeah, okay. Try to keep up, Nick. So, so you reckon Tattoo Removal Guy is not just a Tattoo Removal Guy, but he's actually... A what a dictator in the making? Or he could be a supervillain. He could be a supervillain. He could be the mysterious Dr. Colossus, a character where you don't find out much about. It would explain the lasers though. Yes. And those, you know, those big heavy boots he has. It's a it's a whole thing. He does have boots, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think we're gonna be talking a lot about Dr. Colossus <laughs> over the next few episodes. <laughs> I think it's gonna keep coming up. <laughs> Coming back to exposition, a thing okay. I should have said like 40 fucking minutes ago, there's a scene later on where Homer is desperately trying to buy Christmas presents for his family, which I actually think is a very nice scene. I think the way they portray Homer trying to work through his economic adversity is something we can all relate to, but he picks up a little squeaky pork chop for Maggie yeah. and he rips the he rips the packaging open. And we're both wondering, why does he do this? It is purely set up for the next scene where it drops out of the bag and little Rod or Todd or... I think it's Todd. 
I don't know, it could be like a third Flanders who disappears. Anyways, the <laughs> little boy, he picks it up and says, Mr. Simpson, you dropped your pork chop and squeezes it. <laughs> and the whole reason he read that package open is so that the little boy could hold that pork chop unencumbered by any sort of packaging in the next scene. <laughs> it's so unnecessary. Pure exposition. But I love that they included that detail at all, that they showed him ripping it just to start the joke, because that's such an odd thing to do. It's a super odd thing to do, especially when, you know, when you're watching it with any kind of analysis, you look at it and go, why the hell did you do that? Oh, no, he did that because of the thing. It's odd. Did you have a mm-hmm. favorite line in the episode? Again, something I probably should have asked you to clarify before the podcast. Hang on. We're still learning to, things. I need to look at my notes again. <laughs> well, I put the book down. I you, pick well, it up again now. Oh yeah, my favorite line in the episode, I think, is during the Santa training where the, the dude asks Homer, do you like children? And he says, what, all the time, even when they're nuts? <laughs> because I think that's a great attitude to take towards children because a lot of children... <laughs> Fucking suck. And I think uh, <laughs> The Simpsons acknowledges this early on in a way that I find very relatable. The, 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 the stressful position that I'm in now is I know what my favorite line is, but I didn't write it down word for word. <laughs> and I feel like if we're doing a podcast designed for incredibly niche Simpsons fans, they're not going to tolerate me misquoting something. But it's when, the, uh, when we're in the power plant and the announcement starts over the loudspeaker and, um, you know, something along the lines of, you know, workers, please continue working during this announcement. I like that little detail. It's a very fun line to put in, especially yeah. when then everyone just eats donuts they anyway. They start eating donuts, yeah. Eating donuts. A, because of the vast donut conspiracy. Hey, should we get donuts for the recording of this? Yeah, I'm sure the audience would appreciate that little detail. Just the mouthful yeah. of dough is where... You know, it'd be a- you know it, it's funny how quickly into the podcast recording process I see the downfall of mistakes that every podcast makes because literally moments before we hit record, <laughs> our neighbours started using power tools, which is a plight very common to podcasts. And then I literally 10, what, I don't know, we're half an hour in and I mention eating on the podcast, which is a cardinal sin. And we keep asking each other questions that we have not checked beforehand. That's true. And you just hit the mic stand. This yeah, yeah. Is, this yeah. is going well. We are ticking the box to become podcast stars. I do enjoy... Uh, well, one thing I should say that's very ailing to me actually about this episode is the concept that the house is not Christmassy enough. You know, they feel jealous of the lights next door. Patty mm. and Selma make fun of them. Mm. I don't even have a tree anymore. I don't give a shit about Christmas really. No, that's a really good point. And there's this very family-centric idea that the house needs to look a certain way or you're not doing your job properly, which is... Uh, mm. I don't know. Is that an American concept more than an Australian concept or do we go nuts about it here as well, do you think? Oh, look, I definitely know some people who go all out to the point where it's a little concerning. Should um, we call them out publicly on this podcast? Let's. So that uh, presumably millions of listeners <laughs> can um, look them up. All I did for uh, for Christmas this year in terms of decorating the place where I'm living now is uh, I've got a big window that faces out to the street and I hung a string of red and green lights yeah. that happened to be uh, the green ones are Cooper's Pale Bottles and the red ones are Cooper's Sparkling Bottles. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, it's for those of I you who um, aren't from Australia, aren't familiar with Australia as a country, our traditional Christmas decoration is a bunch of empty Cooper's bottles just scattered all over the house. I've, I've still got that decoration going. 
<laughs> Don't look at my kitchen table. And there's a scene where Homer goes to cut down his own Christmas tree because they don't have one or the one they have isn't good enough or something like that. Can I just say live trees? I've never understood the appeal. Live trees? Oh, as, as live's an interesting word to use, but as in going and cutting down a real tree. Just use a plastic one. Plastic ones are fine. If you're going to put up a tree... Well, it's all about your uh, your defeat of nature, I think. You cut down that tree and you know you've done some damage. That's the real spirit of Christmas, what? I think, is the destruction of the environment. <laughs> Ah, story checks out. Just but Homer, up. he slips out on a whim to go and cut this tree, yet he seems to already have a chainsaw on yeah. him. Where'd the chainsaw come from? Does he just carry a chainsaw in his boot that's the whole con- time? If he does, that's concerning. You know, the initial concept for Krusty was that it was going to turn out that Homer was Krusty all along, just dressed up. That's why they have the same character model. Okay. So these characters in the early seasons, quite malleable, I think, quite open for sure. change. Sure. Maybe it was originally going to turn out that Homer was a serial killer and they were planting <laughs> little hints throughout the first three episodes. So I think that's something we need to keep an eye out for. Little <laughs> hints that Homer is killing people. All right. Maybe in the next episode, you know, there'll be a newspaper like, oh, then somebody got killed with a chainsaw down the street and Homer will say, well, I don't know anything about that. Mm. It certainly wasn't me. Mm. Mm. All right. That seems likely to me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why in the third episode, he tries to commit suicide to jump ahead a little bit. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of my notes here, Homer gets oddly fucked at a shitty job. This will never not be relevant. I think that's a nice little detail there where he gets paid, yes. was it $13? For, $13. For being um, a store Santa. It was going to be $121 gross, but all the fees and charges and taxes brought it down to 13 Yeah. <laughs> um. I've got two final notes here about how the sure. episode ends. Okay. One of the last shots is we get this this family photo of the Simpsons celebrating Christmas. Most of the family looks normal. Marge has the most fucked face in this scene. She's got this severe overbite. She's looking at Homer. I think this is meant to be her her face for when she wants to fuck Homer. Right. I think this is there's some sort of implication. Her, her bedroom eyes. I think they're going to go to town on each other. I think Jesus. that's part of the implication here. I was trying to do it tactfully. There's no tact here. They're gonna oh. plow. But there's it's just it's weird <laughs> the face she's making and the fact that they pause on it and like decide mm. this is the appropriate face for mm. this moment. Because I have to say, most of the episode, the animation was a lot better than I was expecting. Yeah. Or anticipating. I'm, I feel like it takes a dip after this episode for a while, but this one, really yeah. well put together, really yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. But that face Marge is pulling, I don't know what's going on there. No, it, 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 my thought was it looks like how a very young child would draw a drunk person. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably fair. And that's, yeah. uh, because that's kind of how they're drawing Barney as well, the teeth and the. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My other note here, yeah. the very last scene. They're singing uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and all having a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. Every now and again, the kids will interject with some sort of mischief. Sure. And Homer gets increasingly irate about this. He gets really worked up that they're making these little jokes. And the final shot is of the house outside, so we just hear them singing. And we hear the last scene of the first episode. We hear Homer start to choke Bart. We don't see it, but we hear it. Mm-hmm. And if this was somebody's introduction to the show, I'm thinking back to when the show first premiered. Mm, the mm, final mm. the final scene, you just hear Homer choking his son inside the house. Mm. We fade to the next show. What's the implication here? We know that Homer has a chainsaw in his boot. We know there's something yeah. going on with this guy. Do you think there's anyone who watched this episode and was very confused by that? Maybe thought that Homer was murdering his son? It's... It, it, uh, 
now that you've drawn out the the serial killer theory, it's looking a lot more plausible that this is actually going to be a horrible show to watch. Yeah. I think the implication is that a lot of people are dying off screen in this show. Should we keep a tally? <laughs> Should we? Well, what was the tally for this one? Just a little uh... Bart? Do we think Bart... Clone theory comes in again. Do we think the Bart gets replaced? Ooh, interesting. Um... You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes. I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes, he does. Okay, well. The Bart we see in episode two is not the same we see in episode one. Maybe yes. Maybe Bart dies at the end of this episode and the rest of the series are just the thoughts in Bart's head as he's dying. I don't think that's ever been explored before for anything. I think this is a fresh theory <laughs> that the, only I have come up with. Does the end of uh, season one end with, and it was all a dream? I think the end of every season <laughs> maybe ends with that. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, speaking of uh, the ending of things, this is probably a good place to wrap up episode one. I disagree. I think we should keep going for another hour at least. Uh, sarcasm? Uh, a, little bit. <laughs> a little bit of sarcasm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I well, I'm, I'm calling it. I think that was a good length for episode one. Yep, sure. Uh, thank you to anyone who stuck it out to the end. Um, if I we, think we're going to get better over subsequent episodes, or maybe we'll get much worse. Who can say, really? Who can say? It's all part of a curve. And it's genuinely very difficult to tell with us. <laughs> um, do you want to let people know where to find you on Twitter? I mean, sure. I assume anyone listening to this has probably come to this through your Twitter feed anyway, to be honest. Well, I'm, uh, I am J-I-C-K-L-E. It's pronounced Jekyll, spelt Jekyll on mm-hmm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. And where are you? Uh, I'm Nick Ibis, N-I-C-K-I-B-I-S. I used to play in a punk band called Ibis. Don't really do it anymore, but still call myself Nick Ibis. By the time uh, we get this episode up and running, I probably will have set up a Twitter account, an email address, something. Mm. haven't done any of that yet because... Mm. Uh, because, you know, I'm just so good at preparing that I have to put things off sometimes just to regulate my own heartbeat. Sure. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm convinced. Yeah. Um, cool. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I guess. Uh, you know, come back in a few weeks if you didn't like this one. I'm sure it'll get good eventually. Maybe. Hopefully. I think this one was fine. Yeah, I've, enjo- I've enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, All right. everyone. Uh <laughs> God, we need a catchphrase to end on or something. Uh, Woozle wuzzle? Oh, okay. If you're going to do woozle wuzzle, what am I going to do? Oh, think quickly, think quickly. Come on. Um, noodles. What noodles? Okay. Oh, sorry. Is that not good enough? Bye. <laughs> Fuck you, idiot. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's day or two I may have recorded something that I'll then pop on the front of the episode oh yeah I suppose (laughs) some kind of acoustic guitar situation which the listeners may or may not have heard by now sure okay did I just accidentally start the show I didn't mean to have we started now I don't know I referred (laughs) to the listeners and what they may have heard and then I got very self-conscious I feel like maybe we should have introduced what this podcast is before okay well, let's not include any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unclear on whether we're included. Maybe that could be the, the the sting at the end. Okay, we'll do that as a sting. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Is that the term, sting? Sure. Or Did Bart fall down a well again? I would also... Ex- <laughs> That's so far ahead of where we are at this stage. 
Um, now I don't know if this is still a thing going on the end or if it's gone long enough that it needs to go at the front. 